the only boxes that you get put in are the boxes that you let people put you in. They have their boxes set out for me, but I'm not gonna step into either one of them. Just because they say these things doesn't mean that this is true to who I am. You're listening to In It. This is for anyone who is in the trenches, in the process and pursuit of a life fully lived. And I want you to know that I'm with you. I'm your host, Lindsay Plebiak. Let's do this. I recorded this episode at almost midnight (laughs) from when you're listening to it. I'm calling this the late night session because I'm sitting here in the dark. And also too, please excuse my voice. If you're a first time listener to the show, hello. I don't normally sound like I have a raspy frog in my throat, but for whatever reason, I cannot seem to get rid of this strange throat thing. So I'm talking at a little bit of a lower octave so that I don't cough in the middle of talking. It's just an unusual month that I have been dealing with. Anybody else dealing with this? Anybody else navigating this like weird crud thing? Let's be done with this. (laughs) Just like we're going to be done with people, with worrying about people talking about us. (laughs) An amazing segue into the episode from today. And uh, I'll come right out with it. Today is about how to navigate people talking about you. Man, I did an episode last season called Afraid to Offend. And it was basically about that exact thing, being afraid to offend people. I think at the time I was listening to so many people just being afraid to take up space and to be able to own their life and to be able to really go after the things that they wanted most because you know, they didn't want to piss people off. They didn't want to come off offensive. They didn't want there to be a problem. They they didn't want, you know, ruffle feathers, you know? That was kind of what Afraid to Offend was about, taking up space, really owning what you're going after and what that actually means. And of course, earlier this season, you guys went nuts over my Mean Girls episode. I have got to pull some stats and let you know about it because that has got to be one of my most viewed episodes that has to be one of the top ones because you guys loved that one. And if you're new and just listening for the first time, that episode was so popular. It really was just my take on, you know, women in general. And sometimes like, you know, look, I'm a huge advocate for women. I'm a huge mentor of women. I love women. Um, But sometimes we can just be really tough. And, you know, I mentor and coach and teach and I want to help the entrepreneurial businesswoman. That's why I do this show. That's why I'm sitting up here at midnight sending this message out into the world because I do care so much. But sometimes, man, women can just be cruel. And there's definitely some habits, if we're not careful, that I think can turn to harm. And uh, Mean Girls was about that very thing. Today, I feel like this is the third part of that little cute trifecta. (laughs) Afraid to offend Mean Girls and let them talk. Um, I hesitated to record it because sometimes I just get these like revelations. I'll be somewhere like I was in the shower and I was thinking about this episode and I was like, oh, I know exactly what to say. 
I type all these ideas up. And then when it comes time to actually say it, I'm like, is this even relevant? Does this even matter? Am I just going to be stirring the pot if I go there? I think that's why I kind of like hesitated for a second. But if my senses are right, this is probably timely and probably something that more are dealing with than we think. And that's my goal. My goal is to just stay relevant into what I feel people need to hear. And this has been something that has been coming up for me a lot recently is navigating, you know, what do you do when you know people are just talking about you, man? (sighs) I think we all deep down want to be liked and accepted. And I think we want to seem likable. I don't think anybody wants to, you know, walk around with the notion of being teased or judged or commented on. Like nobody wants that. And the truth be told, I think a lot of people really avoid showing up and taking up space because they're so afraid of that very fear coming to pass that people just play small and stay low because people just don't want the critique. You know, life is hard enough right now for people just trying to get by, just trying to show up, just trying to check their box, just trying to do their job, you know, on top of it. And a lot of people, a lot of us work online, you know, a lot of us work on the internet space. And I think that social media and why it's so amazing, I think this is the downside where it can just be so harmful. And also too, people are talking about other people like out in life, like where I'm not just saying this is a social media problem, but I think when people hold back and I think they hesitate and I think that they don't really kind of run the gauntlet because what ends up happening is there tends to be this kind of coinciding of a commentary or people judging or having, you know, just so much curiosity about what you're doing and what you're not doing and what you should be doing. And everybody has such strong opinions and oftentimes it's about things that they really don't know much about. And I think that that's what's really intriguing about this conversation. And I know that that's been what's been coming up for me. You know, and let me be straight. You know, people are people. And I think that this is something that is almost impossible to avoid, you know, to never mention the name of another person or, you know, to not have to interact with others and, and conversations arise, you know, to, to, to suggest that that would never happen would be, would be fruity. You know, that would be absolutely, you know, virtually almost impossible. You know, people are people. And, you know, a lot of times what ends up happening is, you know, I think, I think it ends up, it be, it it starts off harmless or, you know, people genuinely are just curious or maybe there's intrigue, but that's not really what this episode is about today. This episode is about when you know, when you know, when you know, when you know (laughs) that people are judging and having things to say and that there is an element of misrepresentation from the truth and from the entire picture and they're not fully understanding what's going on and yet they seem to know so much and continuing to communicate about you and about what you're doing, what you're not doing. And this is like ring around the rosy shit. Okay. (laughs) 
maybe, you know, something's happened. Maybe, maybe you went through something really personal where you had, you know, a breakup, whether a friend breakup or, you know, romantic partnership breakup, or maybe, you know, you have had a failed business venture, or maybe you've had a successful business venture. Maybe you've gone through a huge life change. Maybe you are in the process of going through a transition. Maybe you've moved away. Maybe you're trying to start over somewhere, you know? And it kind of feels like you can't escape the fact that whatever you're doing or not doing is piquing the interest of someone. Oftentimes who I have found that it is, is that it's people that I'm not actually very connected to. (laughs) And maybe they're, you know, these people that are disconnected from you, maybe they're strangers on the internet. Guys, this week alone, you should see the audacity that sometimes people have to approach me and to ask me questions with no personal, you know, equity, <laughs> or maybe they believe that there's personal equity to, to ask and warrant and to gain the questions. <laughs> and I stand there and I think to myself, and maybe you think of this to yourself too, why do you care? Because <laughs> that's the question that I ask myself when I come up against some of this stuff. And like I said, I've come up against it a lot recently and a lot from people that aren't in my day to day. I think that's something to make note of. You know, there's one form, there's one form of this, like I talked about with the mean girls, like when you have like friends or you know, you can kind of go down this like gossip trail and how destructive and harmful that can be when you're trying to create community or close relationships or friendships. And this stuff can exist. This stuff can like exist, you know, how harmful and how challenging that can be, right? That's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about maybe people that were once in your life that are now on the outside of your life, or maybe these are people on the other side of those big changes or they were there and now they're not there, but somehow they're so intrigued and they have so many questions and opinions about what you're doing and not doing. Years could have been passed between you and you're no longer connected to anything whatsoever. You know, you're out here trying to do your good work. You're trying to pursue these new things. And yet these stories of your past or whatever it might have been, tend to circulate around. And I stand here and go, why do you care? Why do you care? Clearly you care because you can't shut up about it. (laughs) And I just want to know why. I want to know why you care so much when you can't stop talking about it, about me, about my life, about what I'm doing. Clearly there's, there's, there's something that's keeping you caring. And I've thought about that. I've thought about that. I was in the shower. Like I said, I thought about this episode in the shower and I was like, damn, damn. <laughs> and I think what's a perfect example of this is, I mean, gosh, guys, like just this past, you know, couple months, this month ago or whatever, 
that whole phenomenon, I felt like this was the perfect example to like draw as a conclusion or a parallel. I thought of like Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. My God, these, these people. And, and, and look, I'm not going to sit here and try to get into the, their personal decisions or their personal lives. That's not the point. That's not the point I'm trying to draw. The point I'm trying to draw is, is that these two were the topic of conversation just a few weeks ago. It's like all people were talking about. And, you know, I thought, I thought it was really intriguing how these people haven't been connected in ages. You know, lives have moved on. Like they have individual families. We hope Brittany's okay. I mean, my God. It's like, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot there, you know, but these people have not been connected in a long, long time. And yet currently this was just this topic of conversation that people were talking about, invested in, wanting to know, bringing it up, sharing it on. And I was just like, what does this reveal to me? What this reveals to me more than anything is that people are obsessed. People are obsessed within our culture with romanticizing, storytelling, ultimately are forms of drama. (laughs) It's just what people are obsessed with. It seems to be this way. You know, people are hardwired for stories and for storytelling. We've been told stories since we were kids, stories about people's lives, story about about what people are doing, involved with. And every story is basically set up (laughs) in a way where you have a plot, you have a climax, you have this moment of like, conflict and then resolution, right? Like that is how almost every story is set up. <laughs> the plot, the conflict, the resolution on the other side. We've we this framework is just ingrained in us. And so some of it I actually think is just beyond any of us because truthfully at the end of the day I think people just want to know the story. They want to know the story of your life. It's not even so much even the details or the 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 ins and the outs and the you know he said she that's just all beyond. I think the the why the, I'm trying to answer why the why does this happen? That's the question I'm trying to answer today. Like why does why are people talking about others so much? Like why does this happen? Well, I think people want to know the stories of our lives especially when there's conflict, you know, how it started, what happened, what, what happened, you know, and, and, and not all, not all stories are good or bad. And so we have to understand as creators and, you know, content producers and people showing up in these spaces when we're, when we're trying to invite people in to our space and we're also stepping out online and we are, really trying to own that space and we're public with our lives and our stories, there's an element to this that we have to, I guess, reconcile with that people are just going to hold on and get invested to stories, into storytelling, because it's just how we're hardwired. So if you were living out some story, whether it was a romantic relationship, a friendship, a business, you were talking about it, you were sharing some element of your life and then something shifts, something changes, and then you're upset why people are talking about it. We have to just zoom back and understand that storytelling is just how we're wired. But also there's another element of this that I think is really important for this episode and something that I want to lend to whoever might be listening who feels frustrated 
with knowing that maybe you've been the topic of conversation because it's never good. It's never good to feel like that. A lot of times I feel like when people spend time talking about you or others in some capacity, the thing that I've had to accept and the mistakes that I've made in my past, because again, I don't want to just sit here and like put fingers on other people. I own my own humanity and I own the moments where I have faltered in this space. And I think the times that I've been the most preoccupied in my life with what other people are doing or not doing, it's often been an escape from maybe hard truths that I have to sit with and wrestle with. And the way that I may not be living out my own story that I find myself getting in the stories of others. And I think that that's just such a inclination for us to like be like, oh, why, why, like again, why like I said, like, why do you care? Why do you care? Part of me is like, perhaps there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> perhaps it's easier for someone else to be lost in the story of someone else's life than maybe sit in the tension of their own story. Why aren't we obsessed with our own stories? Why aren't we obsessed with creating our own path? Why aren't we more obsessed with the life worth being talked about than sitting around and talking about others? Sometimes it's tiring. It just makes me tired. And I think that that's why I wanted to do this episode in this season because I really did want to encourage somebody who might be going through this because I've gone through this for the last two years. And like I said, I'm recording this episode at 11 o'clock at night. I am tired physically <laughs> and I'm tired when I think about this topic and I hope that it's like coming through in a way that I don't know if I could have recorded with the same heart and raw honesty at like, you know, 11 a.m. in the bright sunlight, you know? There's something to this. There's some weight to this. And I'm glad that I'm bringing it to you in this way because I do think that some of it is human and harmless. I don't think curiosity is a crime. And I don't think if people are curious that that makes them cruel. However, I do think when it becomes a way of life of just being flat out nosy, it's just so obvious to me that people are bored or want to be distracted or it's easier to focus on others than themselves. Or frankly, this is just a bad habit that's just got to go. And I think the thing that's really funny about knowing when people are talking about you, we're like, Lindsay, like, how do you know that? <laughs> like, how do you know? Well, <laughs> it's kind of hard to deny when someone comes up and is like, oh my God, like so-and-so told me this about you, like blah, blah, blah. You're like, oh, <laughs> well, is this person just like lying to my face? Like clearly there's got to be something that would warrant this. So I guess like the message of tonight is if you're talking – you got to know it's always going to swing around. People always catch wind. People always, this is just like tales old as time. And within this particular month, I've, it's just blown me away at how much 
I've heard of discussions of me. <laughs> a whisper across the wind. Her name was Lindsay. <laughs> and, and, and this is what we think of her. <laughs> and I've caught myself wedged between two sides of a coin when it comes to this. And one side is kind of like, oh, you know, you're too sold out on a certain thing or, you know, you, you kind of in the same place, like you only care about X, Y, and Z or, you know, people think that I'm like a sellout. Okay. And then from the other party and the other group, the other camp, it's critique on like, well, Lindsay's not sold out enough, you know, and what does this, what does this reveal to me? If I can hear two different parties having commentary on, you know, my character or, or, or my involvement or commitments or whatever, you know, what does that reveal to me? It means that you can be showing up and you can be doing your best work and you can be out there trying to live your life and do what you're trying to do. And someone is still going to have a commentary. And the funny part of it, the funny part that makes me laugh is that you can be doing exactly what you're doing. And yet you'll have two completely different sets of judgments on the same situation. Because I've lived through, literally, I'm just living. <laughs> I'm doing me. I'm showing up. I'm trying to do this. And I've been put in a box by both sides of a unrelated coin. <laughs> And basically what that's shown me is you can't win when you play that game. When you're playing a game of I need people to see me the way I want them to see me, you're going to lose because you can, I've quite literally lived out the fullness, the freeness for the first time in so long. I feel like I've laid down people pleasing. I feel like I've laid down, you know, appeasing. And yet, through so much transformation, still such strong opinion and opposing opinion. And that, my friend, is why you have to understand that the only boxes that you get put in are the boxes that you let people put you in. Because they have their boxes set out for me, but I'm not going to step into either one of them. Just because they say these things doesn't mean that this is true to who I am. Some, some, there's some truth in everything. I'm not saying that it's, you know, there's, they're, they're un- there's just no base in it, what anyone is saying. People have perspectives based on their own unique opinion. And I do believe that there's a little bit of truth in, in, in every perspective. That's what I wish we all could understand. But to, but to claim such large brush strokes and to think so strongly and have such strong opinions about people that aren't even really up close and up front in the day-to-day -day of what you're doing, to give that so much weight, 
to hold back and to not fully live what you're going to do because of the risk that those conversations will happen and occur, wow, that would be really shortchanging you. And that feels like an ultimate box to get put in. And friend, I'm not getting into it. I spent a lot of time in people's boxes for me and those days are done. You know, the last two years you've watched kind of unfold. If you've been following me closely, if you've been listening to my show closely, if you've been in it with me since I rolled the show out, which is just crazy. I can't believe I've done two seasons and the season's been really personal. It's been so different than the first one and I love it. And I hope you guys are loving it too. But you've seen how a lot of what's transpired over the last two years took a massive toll on me. And, and a lot of it I never fully anticipated. And some of it I did, but a lot of it I didn't. And I think that in all of it, and whatever you're going through right now, whether it's crazy transitions or friend losses or God, whatever it might be, you have to understand that this stuff does take a toll and that people will talk about things. And so much of that is out of your control. And it's not your job to try to control narratives. I spent all of 2022 trying to control a narrative, mostly for my own vindication. I was like, please help, help me just communicate the truth. I was trying so hard to just be like, no, this isn't true. This isn't true. And I think that a lot of us, when we know that people are saying things about us, I think we just want to reach for that truth inside of us to be like, no, like, let me explain. Let me defend. Let me tell you. Let me help you understand. Maybe you won't say those things if I can help you understand, or maybe if I can be a certain way, maybe if I can explain, maybe if I can be kind, you know, maybe, maybe like somebody will see my perspective But what I've learned is the only way that anyone can really, really see you for who you are is for you to just live your life and for you to just own what you're wanting to do. And trust me, my reputation's been thrown around. I've definitely been subjected to a lot of judgment. And I truly think after going through all of it, and that's what I'm trying to say, if you're going through it now, if you're finding yourself going through judgment, critique, criticism from, from strangers, from people up close, from friends lost, opinions being thrown about you, people saying things, people asking for information that's not your information to share with them, if you felt judged or if you felt like you know, your reputation has been misunderstood. Let me tell you something right now from someone who's navigated it and has tried so hard to be seen and to just be like, no, that's, this, that's not the truth. Let me, let me tell you something right now. I truly believe that I had to undergo this level of scrutiny 
in this season in order for me to advance to where I'm going. I truly believe that I had to be subjected to this level of scrutiny for this season to help me be able to withstand and prepare myself for the places that I'm going. Because if I couldn't handle this on a small scale, I will never be able to handle it on a large scale. And if you're really trying to make something happen and you're trying to build something great, scrutiny is going to come. If you're trying to be open and public and moving the needle and creating something bigger than yourself, are you kidding me? You're you're a bullseye for scrutiny. You're a bullseye for, for talk. You're a bullseye for people to make these judgments and have opinions. But I think how you handle it determines everything. I used to be the person that just was like, I'll show you, I'll show you, I'll show you. I was her for so many years. And even recently when I found out people had said these things about me, even recently, there was a part of me that was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to tell her what's up. You know, I, I was like getting my Baltimore going. I was like, oh, 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 I'll, 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 I'll say my thing. The best advice I can lend you after a season of, of scrutiny, of judgment, of being talked about, of being mis- majorly misunderstood, the best advice that I can lend, friend, is this. I put this on my stories tonight. God rebuilds you right in front of the people who broke you. Trust me, you don't need revenge. You just need faith. I thought for a long time, everybody that was talking about me, I just wanted to have vindication. And I do sense that I have had some, the, uh, the dashboard song, you vindicated. I'm like, that's my song right now. But God rebuilds you right in front of people who broke you. Trust me, you do not need revenge. You need faith. I can tell you right now that when I finally let go of the frustration or the proving or the fixation on the people that were talking and what they were saying and wanting to prove myself and wanting to make things right, the minute that I let go of all of that and I actually just sought out healing and the Lord, I'm telling you, the tables like turned in an instant, in an instant. I think the reason it took so long was because I was fighting it for so long. God will rebuild you in front of the people that broke you. I can't tell you how many people. So like I said, for as many people that have had hard things to say or have been critical of me, I want to also tell you and encourage you that this month alone, I've had multiple people come around to me and apologize for that very act that they have have done told me they were sorry, told me they were wrong, told me that they heard it wrong, told me they heard it wrong. Here's what you need to know. Your, your character, your heart, that will press through any conversation, any criticism. And if you can have a strong character, it will persevere above it all. And I'm literally living proof right now. 
that people do come around. It may take time. And that's what's frustrating. Trust me. I understand. But some of the ones that were the most critical of me and probably said some of the hardest and harshest things about me and really did create a lot of harm towards my reputation have been the same people that have sat across the table from me who have looked me in the eye with tears and have been like, I was so wrong and I'm so sorry. And have asked for forgiveness. And what an amazing moment to be able to sit with them and be like, oh my God, it's okay. I'm not angry anymore. Like, we're good. What a gift. That's how things change. That's how things really change. The best advice that I can lend for you when it comes to people that are talking crap is let them talk. Let them just keep talking. Let them flap their lips and waste their precious air and time while you lean in to where you're going and what you're creating. At the end of the day, it's like, what are they even doing? And I'm sorry, friend, if you are trying to build something, if you're trying to take up space, if you're trying to advance, my goodness, if you're doing kingdom work, <laughs> you're, you're, you're going to get it. It's part of the gig. It's part of the job. I think it's just a matter of can we handle it? I'm so grateful for this season, even though it's been hard, because I've been able to build the fortitude to be able to handle judgments, scrutiny, and being misunderstood. I never could handle it. I wanted to be liked. I wanted to be seen the way I wanted people to see me. But now I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay if people misunderstand. It's not my job to run around and manage a hundred people's expectations of me. And they're mismanaged thoughts. It's my job to be available for that conversation when the time comes. It's my job to sit across the table and to make things right with people. The best advice I can lend, you need to remember that God said that he prepares a table for you in the presence of those who have done wrong to you. He prepares a table for you in the presence of your enemies. I don't think God ever said or meant by that, hey, I'm going to set this table up right here, okay? And all these people that have been unkind or cruel or have talked crap, talked smack, they're just going to disappear. They're going to disappear. He said, I'm preparing a table in their presence. I feel like I can almost visually see it playing out, this huge table filled with a feast and all this beauty and all this awesomeness after so much hardship, questioning, condemnation. And those who hurled judgments and criticized you, they may very well still be standing in the same room where the table is or looking through the window, mocking, talking. I prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. 
my thoughts. Take your seat. Take your seat regardless. Let them talk. Let them comment. Let them judge. It doesn't change the fact that there's a seat at a table with your name on it. And at that table, man, all that's been prepared, all that's coming, all that's ready for you, you get the choice of whether you sit down and take it. It's already there for you. I think for so long I was too busy looking at everyone around in the room. The comments, the judgments, the whispers, the commentary, the misrepresentation. I was too focused on that. Standing in the same room with the table. All I needed to do was walk up and take my seat. This is a reminder to you today that, yeah, sure, they're talking. It doesn't change the fact that the table's there for you right now. Take your seat. Get ready to feast. <laughs> it's going to be a really cool season for you. Don't miss it. Talking, people are talking, let him talk.